is 7.45. Time once again for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. I think it's the same temperature today as we talk as it was when we chatted. 22 uh, is our current temp, and I think it was. I don't know why that's important now, but it just seemed kind of unusual that it's the same temp as we uh, chatted last week. I know, and that's what triggered what my topic for the day mm. is in these chilly days when temperatures drop. What What is a good wine for cold weather? And I think look no further than the Rhone Valley. The Rhone Valley is the second largest wine growing area in France. And the Rhone River starts up in the Alps and flows all the way down into the Mediterranean. And it has a very noble history. Some people say that the Phoenicians were the original vineyard planters in the Rhone Valley, and that may very well be. In fact, their principal, one of the principal grape types, in fact, the only red type of uh, grape in the northern Rhone is the Syrah grape. And, of course, people for years have thought it came from the Persian city of Shiraz or perhaps uh, the uh, place in Sicily uh, that's, also, Syracuse and uh, Syracuse in Sicily, uh, but the current DNA testings, and I tend to follow that pretty closely, say that the Rhone Valley actually is the area that gave it the world Syrah. And Syrah, of course, now has grown all over the world. And the history of the Rhone Valley is a, a very noble one. For certain, the Romans had vineyards there uh, from 200 B.C. Uh, until the area fell into neglect, until the popes uh, moved there uh, the, from Rome, the Vatican, moved it to Avignon in France, and there they liked the wines of the area, and they called the area Chateauneuf-du-Pape, House of the New Pope. And, of course, Chateauneuf-du-Pape is the most famous of all the Rhone Valley wines. But Rhone Valley production is enormous. Uh, as I said, it's the second largest wine-producing area in France, and they produce a lot. And the Cote de Rhone's, to my palate, and my taste anyway, are the best bargains there are. It's very, very hard to pay uh, over $15 for a Cote de Rhone. Now, you can find them, uh, believe me. There, there's some that are as much as $30 for a Cote de Rhone. But uh, generally, between 10 and $15, there's a plethora of Cote de Rhones to choose from, and most of them are pretty good wines. I mean, they're, they're very pleasant. They go, as I said, with the temperature, chilly weather, etc. The Rhone Valley is divided into two areas. The northern Rhone, which gives us, uh, and, and the Syrah is the only red grape uh, that's permitted in the northern Rhone. And it gives us the great wine of the region is called Hermitage. And Hermitage is a very, very noble winery. They boast in Hermitage the very steepest vineyards in all of France. They go right up the hill, right down to the river, the Rhone River, uh, far below. And the, the view from the top is just beautiful, and you see all those terraced vineyards in there. It, uh, if you've been to the Mosul in Germany, you, they're much more higher than they are here. But this is the highest terraced vineyards in all of France, and they're right at Hermitage. And Hermitage, as I said, is a big, powerful wine. It's Syrah, and they usually put a little white wine in there, too. Uh, 
Musserain, uh, Arusone, and uh, anyhow, the the wine is exceptional. And as to tell you how exceptional it is, at, in in Victorian era, at the end of the Victorian era, the finest wine you could get in London was something called Lafitte Hermitage, where they took Chateau Lafitte Rothschild, many consider the finest red Bordeaux in the world, and they blended it with a little Hermitage to give it some body, and thus the name Lafitte Hermitage, uh, which was considered the best wine in the world. And for many, many years, these big uh, Syrahs from the northern Rhone were used uh, in other regions, in Burgundy too, to fortify uh, Pinot Noir, which is a difficult grape to grow and produces lighter wine. If they wanted some body, they added some Syrah from the Rhone Valley. So a big part of their business was exporting wines to be blended in other parts of France. That, of course, became illegal at the in the at also about the turn of the century uh, in the nineteen. Well, right after the First World War. Uh, and they don't do that anymore, but it just gives you an idea of how powerful those Syrahs are. And most people who've drunk a Syrah know it's a big, inky, wonderful wine. And uh, the Appalachians in the Northern Rhone, besides uh, Hermitage, which is, a, like I say, it's a world-class wine, uh, ages just beautifully. We had a few days ago... Uh, a 1992 Chave Hermitage, uh, which would be, what, 8 to 27 years old, and it was absolutely stunning, just mellow, delicious, etc. So you can really see how that Syrah ages so well, and Hermitage deserves its place as one of the great uh, red wines of the entire world. And this, that, of course, is the king, if you will, of the Northern Road. There are other wines in that northern Rhone area, uh, Cote Roti, which is the roasted slope. Uh, and, you know, the Rhone has got bitter winters and uh, a colder temperature than the southern Rhone. When you go down, uh, also I should mention, there's the smallest Appalachian in the entire country of France is something called Chateau Grier, which is a white chateau. It's in the northern Rhone. They only produce Viognier, uh, and that Chateau Grier is 100% Viognier. It's always very expensive, it's very small production, less than 2,000 cases, but it has its own Appalachian. It's such an important property that they've given it its own Appalachian, just a little like perhaps a Romani Conti in Burgundy is the same one. There's other less expensive wines besides Cote Roti and Hermitage, St. Joseph and Croix Hermitage. Croix Hermitage can be a really interesting wine from the Northern Rhine that doesn't break the bank. It's uh, affordable and delicious. And these wines go so well with anything robust uh, and big because the wines are robust and big. Then we come to my favorite, the Southern Rhone. And, of course, the most famous, as we said a while ago, of the Southern Rhone, is uh, Chateau Neuf de Pop and House of the New Pope. And there's many Chateau Neuf de Pop. It used to be 18 grape types uh, put in Chateau Neuf de Pop. Uh, today, uh, a lot of them are 100% Grenache. Grenache is the big 
grape type. While Syrah is the only red grape type can be used in the northern Rhone. In the southern Rhone, anything goes, but they pretty much stick to using uh, Grenache there because it is uh, it lends itself so well to these wines of the southern Rhone. And as I say, my go-to wine for everyday drinking uh, almost year-round, but particularly at this time of year, are little Cote de Rhone. There's so many of them. Uh, Domaine Cabriere is a favorite of mine. Another one is Beauchesur Chateau. Cuvée Fanny, which is a delicious wine I discovered many, many years ago. Chateau d'Angleterre, uh, another great property. Anyhow, all these little Côte de Rhones are really wonderful. They're not as big and bold as the Chateau neuf de Pop, and a lot of the Chateau neuf de Pop people make Côte de Rhones. You have to be careful, though, the, the really famous Chateau neuf de Pop, Eusiglio, etc., Volcassel. Uh, they make Cote de Rhone's, but they're very expensive, and in my opinion, uh, I don't know whether they're worth that hefty price that they get because of their famous name, because there's so much really good everyday drinking in different Cote de Rhone's from around the entire Rhone Valley, and uh, they make Cote de Rhone up in northern Cote de Rhone, but uh, like I said, for the most part, uh, if you're going to get a Cote de Rhone, you want one of these southern Cote de Rhone. It's just fantastic. I would be very remiss if I didn't mention, in talking about the Rhone Valley, uh, how you can find absolutely luscious white wines and fabulous thirst-quenching uh, rosés that are just wonderful. And those wines are also modestly priced. You can really get a little white Cote de Rhone just as you can a red one, for between ten and fifteen dollars, and you'll be very pleased. It's nice and different. It's primarily uh, the uh, Viognier grape, uh, but it's a delicious white wine, and also pleasant to have with some. Say you're having a very robust fish stew. A white Cote de Rhone would be absolutely delicious with that. And as I said, uh, talking about famous places, uh, Tavel. Uh, Appalachian, which is all they make there is rosé. And the reason so, it was a mandate of the Pope many years ago that the rosés were so delicious from this little area of Tavel that he banned any other uh, wine being made there. So even today, all they make in Tavel is rosé. And it's a very big rosé. I mean, it's assertive. I always like to tell people, this is the rosé for red wine drinkers because it's so big, so bold, so assertive for a rosé. But for rosé lovers that like lighter ones, those little Cote de Rhone's rosés are just fantastic. Um, you know, as I said, I think you need to try, if you've never tried them, a Cote de Rhone. They're absolutely delicious wines. They're very, very affordable. And uh, they're marvelous wines to have with robust food. And usually everybody at this time of year is drinking robust food. Uh, there's a little difference, you know, the regular Cote de Rhone and then the Cote de Rhone Village. The Cote de Rhone Village usually has an extra degree of alcohol in it and is a little more sturdy and will last a little longer. But most of these wines from the Cote de Rhone, are meant to be drunk young, of course, not Hermitage and those big ones, Chateau Grier, etc. They're meant to be aged. 
they do make a white wine, a sweet white wine called Baumes uh, de Venise, which is uh, worth looking at, and also a Muscat de Baumes de Venise, which are sweet uh, wines that are produced here. But the message today is, if you've not tried one, try a Cote de Rhone. I think you'll maybe get to a position like myself where it's my everyday go-to wine to drink is a little Cote de Rhone because they're inexpensive, they're delicious, and they just are very, very rewarding to anybody who likes good wine. Here, here, love that Cote de Rhone. Well, Jack, uh, for those that we have new listeners all the time, and those that uh, don't know Haskell's, tell us how long you guys been around. We have been around as of January this year for eighty-five years. <laughs> Family and for eighty-five years, we've supplied the spiritual needs of the community, not church spiritual, but the spirits that you need to entertain and enjoy life. And Haskell's, of course, was a pioneer in the wine business. We brought the first container of wine into the United States back in 1935, and we've been doing it ever since. So there's a Haskell's near you where they'll help you pair a wine with whatever you're going to have to eat. And believe me, they can't cook the meal, but they can make the meal by ensuring you have a wine that is absolutely delicious and perfect with what you're going to have. And don't forget, they also will pair you with, up with a wine that will not break the bank. They'll make sure it's affordable. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington and Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Fairbowl right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is absolutely not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wines from the world over. In Minneapolis on Saturday and Sunday, there's free parking. Uh, Haskell's in Minnetonka at Ridgedale. Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury as well. If you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you directly to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our winter catalog, uh, which goes through the 17th of the uh, next Sunday. Maybe that's not the 17th. It might be the 19th. It is the 19th. All right. The 19th. Okay, good. <laughs> it's close enough. All right, yeah. Jack. Let's talk next week if you have the You know, time. Denny, I'm going to look forward to Me that. Too. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. We'll talk on our wine chat next week.